stop typing. Can you hear when I type? Oh, yeah. Alright, I'll do it again. I'm gonna introduce you guys virtually, but you gotta promise you're gonna shake each other's hands. Okay. Winston, Ryan, Ryan, Winston. What's up? Nice to meet you. You too. It was a firm handshake. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I roll. What do you got for me, Ryan? What did you read this week? Uh, put it up on my Facebook page about uh, Titan's moon. Uh, I mean, Saturn's moon, Titan. Yeah. And a uh, big cloud looks like an arrow. There's a bunch of funny comments about people saying, like, it's an arrow pointing to, like, a new civilization, like, saying, here we are. Like, they created it so we can see them. It's pretty funny. I got a laugh out of it. <laughs> it's like, it is, like, asteroid hit here or something. There's a bunch of, like, nerdy talk going back and forth. It's pretty funny. Oh, it was the it one that... Count. The one that looks like a giant exclamation point? No, no, that was a gal. That was two galaxies that will be merging in about a billion years. So hopefully, I'll see that from wherever I'm at. Because <laughs> <laughs> huh. that'd be cool to watch. But uh, the Milky Way and Andromeda are supposed to uh, collide within a million years. So hopefully, we'll be around somewhere, chilling, <laughs> Not drinking me. intergalactic beers. <laughs> intergalactic beers with space credits. Yeah. I just hope you have good seats, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I watched uh, Through the Wormhole last night, the rerun about what happens when we die. That's always a good one. What was that one about, anyways? I didn't really get to watch that one. Um, there is one group of people. I don't, I'm, I'm terrible with names of who's doing all these research things, but they were looking for the soul and how to find it. And they believe they have an idea of where the soul resides inside the brain. It was pretty gnarly how they were trying to figure this out. Have you uh, have you ever heard of the 21 grams theory? Yeah. Yeah, I think they Does talked about you it. You lose like mass when you die? Yeah, yeah. It was like, and I don't want to misquote it, but it was several, several years ago, and there was this guy who was taking cadavers, and as soon as they died, he would weigh them. And basically, oh, yeah, 20 grams is loosened up after like so much time. Yeah, yeah. But the problem with it was that he never consistently weighed them at the right times, and none of the uh, settings were the same. And so well, there was nothing scientific about it whatsoever. But for a really long time, people thought the soul must weigh 21 grams. Yeah. So that's there pretty light. I mean, that's not even an ounce. Yeah, yeah. Small soul. <laughs> My soul's bigger than yours. <laughs> there, was, uh, there was one physicist on there. It, had, it just happened to be a physicist that had a near-death experience. It came back with all these memories of what he saw and what happened, and it was a crazy cool story. Yeah? He was. Uh, he said it was like he had the perception of a long time underneath, like, roots. He said it was, like, really dark and dirty and cold, and he was like, he doesn't know how long it was, but it seemed like a really, really long time. And then all of a sudden, there's like this little white light glowing in front of him, and it eventually got bigger. And then he like saw himself like flying up out of the ground, like going out of the earth, out of the galaxy, out of the universe, into the multiverse. And uh, then he just felt like this warmth and loving feeling all over him, and it was just nuts. I have to explain it. And then like he wakes up. 
Huh. That sounds like you know drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Sign me he, up. He had no like while he was in like this like he was like a awake, conscious, like whatever, like he was he was in a coma or something. And he was sitting like he felt like he was like underground or whatever, but he couldn't he had no memories, he couldn't remember anything. It was just like, you know, killing. And then eventually like he lifted up out of it. And, and see like the universe and start flying out of the universe seeing other like galaxies fly by and stuff like that Jesus it was really cool he forgot to tell them before that story that he went on a toad licking rampage yeah <laughs> yeah frogs toads whatever reptiles <laughs> and he was like oh he said he was on a speck on a butterfly's wing and he was in like this formation of like hundreds of butterflies flying through the rainforest Jesus like, what is going on? Like, if they do know, like, they probably know what happens when you die, but they can't say it. They can't, it won't be widely accepted. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, we're stop telling you. Yeah. And then, like, knowing about, like, 2012, the whole, like, plants lining up and blowing, you know, everything going to crap. Well, they, they know. If they, if they knew, they couldn't tell anybody that. What would you do if they were, like, 2012 and December 21st? I would go crazy. <laughs> You would not be able to hold it down. There's a, a funny thing, though, you should take a look at. That that 2012 stuff is uh, pretty blown out of proportion anyways. Uh, you don't have to worry about that one. Uh, Neil, yeah. I heard, there's, there's, like, one theory about, like, planets aligning and all the gravity pulling each other apart. It's, like, demolishing the universe and solar system. Well, the, that's crazy. I was I think they would know that. You say you don't think they would know that? Is that what you said? I think, I think they would. I think they would have an idea, like... They they know so much stuff already. It's like, oh yeah, it won't do nothing. All these gravities lining up. It's not a big deal. <laughs> I, I, or it's a big deal and they can't say nothing. I was watching. Uh, I think it was probably on YouTube because it seems to be where I spend my time. I am American, so. Um, <laughs> I was watching some video with uh, my hero Neil deGrasse Tyson. I got to plug him now. No. Yeah. Um. He was talking that people who worry about 2012 need to realize something that they're right. The planets are going to align on uh, that day in December. What is it, the 21st or something like that? Yeah. 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 In, in 2012. But the problem is they line up every year on the 21st of December. I, I, I was about to say, it can't be like just one time they all magically line up. We're on a orbit that we've known about for quite a while. Exactly. Yeah, and it's it's not every year, I don't think, because um, it takes uh, Neptune quite a while, or Uranus, I guess now. I'm trying to think which the last planet is now that we kicked out Pluto. But yeah, I mean, the planets lining up, that's a, that's a cyclical thing that happens on a regular basis. Well, they're also... Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, the, the, whole, the whole idea behind it, too, is, you know, the Mayans stopped... Stop calculating their calendars. It's the end of the Mayan calendar. Well, yeah, the Mayans got killed before they could start it. They did everything in cycles. They just didn't have time to create a new cycle. You know what I mean? It, nowhere in their own writing, you can you can look this up. There's nothing the Mayans ever said that they thought it was the end of the world. Yeah. They no, just, they called it a change of times, like yeah. a big change. But yeah, I mean that could be anything. I mean that. And yeah. I always wondered, you know, like you know. When you've planned your calendar out for the next 2,000 years, maybe you sit down and go, I think we're good for a while. We'll pick it up in 1,500 years. I mean, 
how far out does your schedule need to be planned? <laughs> they were really good at uh, planning their time, you know. Like every Thursday is going to be poker night for the next 2,500 years or something? <laughs> I would have to switch it up. I would get forward with that. Yeah, fuck I poker. <laughs> I need to throw in cataclysm in there somewhere. I just get too bored. <laughs> maybe that's what they did. You know, Maybe they're like, how can we screw with the future? We're going to predict some horrible catastrophe. We won't be around to question, and everyone's going to freak out. <laughs> they're just playing a practical joke on us? They are the yeah. first. All right, let me give a little intro so I can edit it in, and uh, I guess we could just start talking about this show. I bet we have enough time to fucking fill. So, what the hell is you that? Have, like, a theme song? I, I, I'm gonna get one. I'm thinking about if we get any fucking fans anytime soon. Uh, Maybe seeing if someone can make us one and we can pick it or whatever. But they have common license music you can use that you can get for uh, free. So I might do that. But all right, I will start then. After Winston stops typing. Can you hear when I type? Oh yeah. Oh man, I was wondering. I have a big clunky IBM keyboard. <laughs> all right, let me uh, let me tell someone real quick so I can stop typing then. All right. Sounds like Doogie Howser. <laughs> Play the Doogie Howser song. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I have an IBM keyboard that's like 20 years old, and I have a second backup IBM keyboard that's like 20 years old. You sound like you're on the set of Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> Today was a tough day at the hospital. <laughs> Getting so confused. And I had a single man. He's hard to in my hand. <laughs> All right, I'm good. I'm good typing. All right, uh, welcome to Explicit Science. I'm one-third your host, Ryan LeBee. I'm joined today by my friend Ryan White. Say hello, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. <laughs> and uh, my other buddy, Winston Carr. Say hello, Winston. Hello. Winston. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, this week we're talking ancient aliens, huh? How about that? That was a pretty sweet show. Let's uh let's get everyone's reactions first. Let's go with you first, Ryan. What did you think? I uh, thought it was pretty intriguing. They had quite a bit of evidence that I didn't know about. It makes sense with all those crazy uh, buildings and pyramids and the shapes and how they had it cut <clears throat> and they had that uh that stonemason on there. It was like I can't make it. You know I can't make them this. Uh, this exact and all the, the weight and all this stuff like he's doing crazy about it like I don't know how they do this yeah and it's being like aliens like give them tools and they take them back like, here you go build your stuff and then we're out of here <laughs> that's, a, that's the thing I never understood it's like yeah we're gonna help you but we're taking everything back so enjoy it maybe they're like here build us a landing strip on top of this pyramid for our ship and then they left and then they get blown up <laughs> real gas droid it's like wow uh, Winston, what did you think? Um, I'd actually heard of a lot of the stuff before, surprisingly, a lot of their evidence, but, uh, for different theories, it was, it was pretty interesting. I gotta say, I was impressed. Um, I'm a big believer in Atlantis and I've heard a lot of these same arguments used for the theory that Atlantis, Atlantis existed. So it was kind of interesting to see it 
as reasoning for why aliens have been here. I think we're going to have a very interesting show tonight because it, it didn't turn out the way I thought it would. I figured maybe one of you guys would... First of all, let me ask you this. Did you buy into it? Do, do you think it's realistic? Do you think it's a valid theory? Ryan, you go first. I, I think so. They, they had me going. If they're trying to like suck me in to watch more of the show, I think they did it. I like the crazy-haired fella. He was like, oh, eccentric and crazy the whole time, just telling all these stories and, like, all these theories. And then we were talking about the planes. He had, like, a lapel pin on his jacket with that crazy little plane at the uh, Mayan. I saw that. noticed that. (laughs) It's funny that you brought him up. I'm going to – we're going to talk about him a lot. That was Giorgio A. to Sakalis. I hope I didn't murder his name. I couldn't do it. But we're going to get back to him. He is the publisher of Legendary Times Magazine, and I'm going to refer to him as one of the four. And the reason I say that is because in the show, there were four, or there were 20 speakers. There were 20 talking heads or experts in the show. There were 20 of them. But there was four that kept coming back. There were like the main four. And, yeah, that guy uh, was definitely one of them. Oh, yeah, he's definitely one of them. And... Uh, the reason I picked this episode, the first one, besides the fact that it's the first one, is because there was a lot of interest in this show, so much so that it became a series. But the one we watched, the pilot, was an hour and a half long. And the reason that is is because it was only going to be a documentary. There was no plans of it becoming a show. But, okay. it, but it was so popular that uh, apparently it warranted three seasons. So here we are. And, uh, I wondered why it was so long. I didn't realize that it started as uh, just one show that became a season uh, series. Yep, it did. The first. Yeah, one, go ahead. Once like two o'clock in the morning hit when I after I started this, I was like, "What is going on? Why is it so long?" <laughs> but it kept me awake, and I, I enjoyed it. It was uh, pretty good information. I loved it. So, like I said, I think we're gonna have a very interesting talk today because it's basically I think you guys enjoyed. It. I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. I, I definitely enjoyed it. It was very interesting, but. Uh, all right, let me. Uh, I'm gonna play the trailer for uh, anyone who doesn't know of this show by now. I'm gonna play the uh, the trailer that premiered on History Channel. So here we go. Houston, you're a go for landing. Over. Roger, understand. Go for landing. Three thousand feet. July twentieth, nineteen sixty-nine. Astronauts Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin became the first men to land on the moon. Just like aliens visiting from another world. It had been the stuff of science fiction. Now, everything that could be imagined seemed possible. If mankind could travel the skies and go to other planets, why couldn't beings from other planets visit the Earth? Amidst a wave of modern UFO sightings, a new theory emerged that aliens visited Earth in antiquity and were regarded as gods. But if that were true, wouldn't there be proof? Perhaps there was. All we needed to do was open our eyes and our imaginations. The proof, perhaps, was all around us. And 
and that's Ancient Aliens. <laughs> so, basically, how I want to break this up and talk about this is the show is pretty much in four parts. And, and the first part being is pretty much entirely about flying objects and ancient people having the ability of flight. So the first thing they talked about in the in the show was the Sakara bird, the the wooden bird. Yeah. It's a bird-shaped artifact made of sycamore wood discovered in 1898. And the theory behind it is from this show is that it is a replica of a flying vehicle that the ancient people probably had. What did you think about it, Ryan? pretty interesting when they were able to build a, a scale model all they did was add landing gear and a motor and it just like took off flew around those uh german guys yeah and it was like it was flying around like, uh, i think what they had to add a stabilizer because it looked like the stabilizer that was built on it fell off yeah and this was uh when, when they say it was uh it was discovered in the 1800s but when was it built you remember it was like yeah, uh, they, dated it, they dated it to 200 BCE, so, you know, 200 years before Christ, so a long yeah. time ago. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know, it was interesting, but uh, what did you think of it, Winston? Was this the beginning of the show? Yeah, it was pretty much the first thing they talked about. It was the wooden the wooden bird. It looked like a, it looked kind of like a kid's toy, but it was found in ancient Egypt. Saqqara, Egypt. Do you not remember it? Are we talking about the pilot or the episode after the pilot? Did you watch both of them? No, just the pilot. No, no, it was on the pilot. Apparently, I was like getting a glass of water. I'll be. Was this around when they talked about the uh, during World War Two, how the uh, the people on the island couldn't thought that uh, the World War Two people were basically like gods? Oh, shit. We watched two different episodes, friend. Yeah, we definitely did. I think you watched yep. the first one after the uh, the premiere. I watched Ancient Aliens, Chariots, Gods, and Beyond. Uh, this was uh, evidence. Yep, this oh, is evidence. Oh, man, I watched the pilot. The evidence is this, is the like first real episode, I guess. Yeah, you're probably right. Shit. <laughs> oh, man. Well... <laughs> I would imagine they probably butchered a lot of this stuff in it anyways. So basically what it is, the Saqqara bird is a wooden bird. It was found in Egypt, dated to 200 BC. And their idea behind it is, like I said, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a version, it's a model of, a, of an aircraft that they think, that they're trying to say, they're speculative, speculating in the show that ancient Egyptians had. But my problem with this... And my problem throughout the whole show that it's probably going to resonate several times is the fact that every time the show opens up, if you listen to the narrator, he always says, mainstream this, mainstream that, mainstream oh, this. mainstream archaeology? Yeah. yeah. Do not agree with this. It's like he's yeah. prefacing everything he's about to say, like, this is all bullshit. <laughs> so that's... Yeah, I caught that. And he said it, yeah, he said it a lot. And I was like, well, so what would they think about it? I mean... Yeah. And of course, they're going to dispute it because, again, you can't say that they were alien business. This is going to take the God thing totally out of the picture. People are going to freak out when you try to tear down religion. People are going to freak out. Yeah, I, I do think if you're an archaeologist, there's something to be said about you know if you if you come out as an alien guy, there's a good chance you probably just destroyed your career. Well, that's the funny part. Here's what I was going to so, tell you. 
I mean, how many of these people are willing to say, yeah, we don't really have a good explanation and none of us want to be like, well, I think aliens. Well, it's funny you say that though, but how many of the show, the people on the show are actually archaeologists? I don't remember. Do you mean they're alien specialists, the ones that were supporting the alien theory? I'm saying I looked this up. Now listen to this. Out of 20 speakers on that show, 20 of them, 10 of them, 50%, were authors specifically in the field of ancient aliens and ancient myths and things like Loch Ness Monster, none of which were scientists, archaeologists, or anything of the sort. Right. 50%. One of and the major guy was David Childress. He was the goofy guy with the gray hair that was all slicked back, and he wore the glasses. Oh yeah, I guess. He is an archaeologist, I believe, but I think he's the only one on the show. Oh, okay. Well, fuck. This kind of ruined my format because if you didn't see it, I don't know what to talk about or how to do that. I feel bad. I watched the wrong one. Uh, David Childress is an author. Yeah, yeah. Technology of the gods. So is uh, he's one of the, the four that I was going to talk about. Giorgio A. Tisakalis, he's the publisher. Who was uh, the dude with the mana machine? Who built that? It was some German dude, brother. I thought that was cool. That was cool, but the thing I didn't understand, man, is with that mana machine, it's like they took this old text, right? And he interpreted it in a way that he could make a machine out of, but it's not the way that it's represented in the book. He just interpreted it that way. Yeah. That's what the whole Bible and all that stuff is, is a matter of interpretation. Now you're going to take it anyway, but yeah. it's neither here nor there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even in the pilot, they uh, they started off with a lot of a guy talking about how he learned from the Bible. That's how he got his ideas, the, uh, the Eric Von Daniken guy. Oh, man. Yeah. And, you know, I that right there, it's kind of like, well, the Bible can somewhat be used as history. I mean, it's a very old text. But, you know, I think you can only go so far with, you know, yes, they talked about people coming from the sky and flying machines, so you could interpret that as an alien, but at the same time, they, you know, people are being born of virgins and coming back from the dead. Yeah. So I, I do think the Bible, like you said, you know, it's, I don't think you can go for a little, literal interpretation. Yeah, well, and they they often seem to use it. Yeah, I I definitely think that the Bible can't be used as a historical reference for a lot of reasons because mainly the books themselves within the own the the Bible don't even agree with one another. A lot of them weren't written at the same time, and the no, part- and there's there's bits and pieces that have been removed. I mean, there are people that uh, there there are parts of the Bible, you know, there are so-called prophets or whatever you want to call them that didn't that aren't in the bible even though there are lots of writing about them right so you know that i think it has to be taken with a grain of salt with that being said too it uh, a lot of complaints with using the bible as a history as a history book too comes with the fact of you know during the time of jesus when he would have been walking on this earth the romans were a very large empire and they kept a lot of records we have a lot of records from the Roman Empire, none of which speak about Jesus. I think you would hear about that. Maybe not. Right. Though the Romans also destroyed lots of uh, of writing. I mean, they destroyed lots and lots. 
The man and machine so, was cool. I mean, they could have, you know, destroyed the proof because they didn't support him. Yeah, that's true, too. Um, I mean, the Romans, they burned the Library of Alexandria, right? I believe so. I believe you're right. So, I don't know. I mean, I could see... It, it's hard to say, yeah. When you get to history that old, that's why you get these crazy theories, because we just, we really don't know what happened. It's, it's kind of, I've always thought it's humorous how little we know about our own history. Yeah. Yep. Well, since we all didn't watch the same one, let's kind of change the format a little bit. Let's just talk about aliens, since we're on the subject. <laughs> and now, a word from our sponsors. From the creators of Celebrity Ghost Stories. The strange, sometimes inexplicable phenomena of crop circles. And the Productions brings you... Questions uh, of, uh, you know, is there something out there? Is there something greater than me? Is there in whatever form? It's a question that most of us have grappled sometime or other. Celebrity abduction. They tell us their story of contact. Yeah, of course they reached out. You borrow my brain for five seconds. I gave that to them. That's a gift, man. People are interested, and I, I find that people wanted to know. I've had some wild stuff happen to me. It's like, uh, uh, I remember being in a really horrible situation with a Martian, and it looked like certain death for sure. Their outlook and their stories may be different. Just answered to a higher calling, and it happened in a blink of an eye, and I'm totally excited by it, you know? But they all agree on one thing. You have been there, and you've seen it for yourself. Something is out there let me be real clear here in sobriety sitting here in front of you national television that i believe that martians are responsible for all the wars in the world i think it's appalling i think it's appalling that they electric shock people because 98 percent of all americans only believe the things out of celebrities mouths comes a and e's celebrity abduction fladio plants Clav Gleeple Bluing Glet Glime Flum Blugs. Wow, what does that mean? Sundays on A and E. What do you guys think? I mean, this in general, the uh, the idea that aliens visited us in the past. I think there has to be something out there. The universe is way too big, so there has to be something. I'm waiting for them to find it. But again, I don't think they'll say anything that doesn't match up with religion. Because if God created everything, he created aliens too. You know, people are going to have that argument. Yeah. Well, the Vatican actually, uh, it talked about the pilot. And I've read it before. The Vatican has came out and said that there is a good possibility of life out there. And it doesn't necessarily conflict with being Catholic. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the Vatican, they have major observatories even in the U.S. Okay. They have kind of came out front and said, we know there's a good chance there's life out there. You know, like. If we do discover it, I don't know that the religions necessarily would get upset so much as they'd compete over who gets to recruit them first, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think I think the biggest problem would be, like, down south, down here, Christian people. Religious uh, people, Baptists and stuff, they freak out. Oh, yeah, definitely. I agree. <laughs> I grew up uh, going to Baptist and Pentecostal church. You can pretty much swap them around. They're almost the same. Um, yeah. And there, there's some nut jobs. And I think you would have a problem in the south because it's a very – I don't want to – I don't want to – clump it together but ryan you can attest to this it's very racist and very narrow-minded they're not really op- they're yeah. not really open-minded about things i think they would 
probably perceive them as demons or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, just trying to talk to them about that. I got the telescope and uh, looking out at you know, like Saturn and Jupiter and stuff and try to talk about all the stuff I've seen and watched on TV and all these documentaries I've been watching and like trying to explain to the family how the moon was created, you know? It's like, well, God made everything. They're like, no, well, you know, the moon's created like out of a, a big collision and dust particles start swirling together, snowballs into what is now the moon and all this stuff. And they're just kind of like, what? That's... Like, ah, never mind. Yeah, I know, man. It's tough. It's tough. I, I finally came out of the closet, and not like that, you weirdos, with, uh, <laughs> <laughs> with my family about being an atheist. And the reason... I am is because man, growing up, dude, I, I didn't choose to be this way. You know what I mean? It just it just happened. Yeah. I had questions. People have questions. Yeah. You always have questions. Like, as a kid, I remember asking my mom, like, uh, "Well, mom, if God created everything, who created God?" And her answer was, "Don't ask questions." That's not right. People yeah, have please. questions. You can't stifle. Yeah. questions like that and I feel like whenever you start answering questions and you start figuring it out on your own I think it's almost yeah. inevitable to 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 go away from from the things that you and I were probably raised with yeah so but I'm hey. gonna take a couple minutes and try to catch the ISS I'll be back in just a second <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah I've, I've always had a you know a problem with people who you know when they said their argument for why there's a God is, well, where did everything come from? And then if you reply with, well, where did God come from? That's like, wait a minute. You can, you're not allowed to ask it one level up higher. Exactly. It's a God of the gaps argument. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson was talking to me about that whenever I did the interview with him. He was saying, huh. he was saying how uh, the more we learn in science, the less we need God and the gap of what we don't know gets smaller and smaller. But people who don't know history and people who don't follow science are very eager to fill that gap with, well, then it must be God. Right. I mean, I mean, it makes sense. You see weird things. You want to know why they happen. And if you don't know, an easy explanation is, well, there's a super awesome creator out there that looks over me and does all kinds of good stuff for me. It's comforting. It is comforting. And I, I, I do argue, I mean, sometimes it is depressing to think there isn't something out there. You know what I mean? It's not easier to be atheist. No, I no. I don't think uh, it is. I'm sure you've seen uh, Religulous. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, really. my, my favorite part in there is when he talked about, you know, having, uh, being an atheist is not, I don't remember his exact words, but, you know, it's, it's a luxury to be an atheist. No, if you're, you're poor and you've lost a child, you've got a lot of faith. You know, it's being an atheist is not. If your life sucks, you know you're more likely to be religious. I think. Oh yeah, I agree. With There's that. something to that when you know people in terrible positions need something great to think about to keep themselves going. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it can be argued either way. Like you know, even though it's most likely not true, and there's a lot of proof or evidence that it, that religion isn't true for the most part. Maybe it's better to have it. Is that what you think? Because it. Maybe it makes some people happy. I would say faith is better to have. But when you organize it, that's when things get tricky. And, you know, I, I think at a certain point, when you reach a... Uh, when science hits a certain point, you got to wonder, well, do, if we can explain it, then why do we have people still ignoring it? You know what I mean? So tomorrow, tomorrow, aliens show up to our planet... We welcome with open arms, and we just find out 
They're nothing but space missionaries. Do you convert? Oh, man. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Why? They have better technology. poison is still poison. <laughs> <laughs> uh, space missionaries. Sign me up. I'll go... I'll go build some huts and stuff on Mars. Oh, oh, yeah, I'd do that. I thought you meant be recruited to the space religion. Oh, you'd have to, yeah, to be a missionary. Ooh, no, I could fake it for a trip to Mars. <laughs> Is that's, that wrong? Dude, that's how we get there. Let's call NASA. We have an idea. Screw that. I'm calling the Vatican. We're going to go on a recruiting mission. <laughs> hey, man, they're a big moneymaker. If we got them behind it, we'd probably get the space program spun up. We'd probably get there to Mars first. Oh, that's sad but true. Do you think this was more entertainment and a lot less science? Uh, okay. I, you back? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How'd your How'd your spotting go? Good. There are some clouds, but it popped through uh, a small, small opening. How How well can you see the uh, International Space Station from, uh, from Earth? A minute or so. Oh yeah. I mean, like, what can it, you make out? Is it just a light, or can you actually? It's make like it? a really, really bright star just cruising through the sky. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, I caught a telescope once, man. It was nothing. Nice. Yeah, that's showing my mom. She ain't been able to see it. She's excited. <laughs> what we're talking about now, Ryan, is since we watched the a wrong, wrong damn thing, we're just kind of doing free chat and free talking. We're talking about: Do you think this show is more entertainment and less scientific, or do you think it's scientific? I think it's more so entertainment. Yeah. Or, yeah, kind of, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe touching on some scientific stuff. But for the most part, yeah, just entertainment kind of. 98% entertainment, a smidgen of science. Yeah. I like yeah, that. Yeah, if you want to watch, uh, like, Wonders of the Solar System and the Universe, man, it's like that. Those are my favorite shows. I, the Wonders of the Solar System, that one, or that guy puts me to sleep. I don't know what it is. He intrigues me. I don't know. Like, the way he can... Explain things is just crazy, but yeah, it's like it's always got like the the re- relaxing music. I always fall asleep usually at some point, but he does a good job explaining things. The, the really good one is um, the Thin Blue Line and the, uh, Empire of the Sun or something like that. Those are really good ones. I'll have to check them out. I've seen yeah, that. Thin Blue Line is my favorite episode. What is that about? Uh, about the atmosphere and why there's life here and not on Mars or in the other planets because they either have too much atmosphere and not enough. And ours is just right. Our warm bowl of porridge. That's one thing I always kind of find funny is people get very egocentric when they're like, you know, our planet is perfect for life. What are the chances of it happening in another place? You know what I mean? Like we, we think of ourselves as important because we're alive. But, you know, somebody had to be. Statistically, it would have been somebody. And whoever it is would be asking the exact same questions because yeah. it's, it's inevitable to happen, you the know? The perfect world fit argument. Yeah, I've always hated that. The world's yeah. perfect because if it wasn't perfect, we wouldn't be here to argue about it not being perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Somebody else we'd would be. We'd be Mars. <laughs> yeah, we'd be Mars. Or Venus. Whew. <sighs> Toasty. You get Warm out today. Warm yesterday. Yeah. Hey, I asked Winston. I was like, "Tomorrow, aliens show up at your front door, and we find out they're actually space missionaries. Do you join?" Oh uh, man, it's a tough one. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Like, like the whole thing. Like, he's like, "We're gonna take you with us, but you can't come back." 
one of those kind of deals. Well, yeah, and you have to join the religion, whatever it is. This, oh. The Spaghetti Monster Club, whatever oh, it is. Man. Yeah, as long as it's not like where you have like cut, cut off body parts or like sacrifice. You can say Space dick on here. You, you can say dick. I didn't really get me by that one. Then I'm going to get you again. <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting me again. I didn't have a say in that one. They just grabbed it and started cutting. <laughs> Space circumcision. We take the whole thing. No. <laughs> just a little off the top. <laughs> yeah, trim the sides a little bit. You can make it bigger. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> a little off the sides. I don't have that much room to spare, friend. But, like, yeah, they figured out, like, light speeds. Like, check this out. And they're like, wow, we're in another galaxy. Like, hey. That would be pretty tight. I-, I still think time travel would be best if we could time travel in a phone booth like Bill and Ted. Or, like, yeah. Doctor. In the police booth. Oh, yeah, and Doctor Who. Uh, yeah, I mean, if we're going to travel through time, I, I do think it's very important we worry about the fashion. <laughs> yeah. Because wherever we show up, we're going to make an impact. And, you know, for all we know, that's how the mullet got started. <laughs> time travel? It could have been a real bad time travel. Somebody, you know, like got a real bad accident, their hair got screwed up, they time traveled, somebody saw it and it caught on. <laughs> yeah. It's like the butterfly effect. you got to be real important to go back in time. I always yeah, so have is they time travel to Texas and they caught on the south like ah I like this haircut you get going on. <laughs> always I was talking to my wife. I was like, wouldn't it be funny if we find out sometime in the future that everybody's sightings of ghosts are time tourists? <laughs> Just time travelers checking us out. Yeah, like, so, scoping out the scene. What did you say, Brian? Like oh man, they saw me. <laughs> no, but it messed something up. Then it's like, wow, tsunami. Ah, crap. Sorry. Because think That's about why it. we have these problems. Think about this. Why are ghosts always in period piece clothing? <laughs> you, you never see like a kid wearing like an Aeropostle shirt holding a bag of video games like, I just got hit yesterday. Like, that never happens. <laughs> That's the best argument I've ever heard. It's a... I wonder what They're always people... always like, chip, chip, cheerio, tiny tail. Exactly. I wonder what people in the 1800s saw, like cavemen and shit. Maybe that's the dress code of the afterlife. Like, here you go, put on these uh, <laughs> crazy old black suspenders. That's what we do here. <laughs> Lots of frills and powdered wigs. That's what we do here. That's the best thing I've ever heard. Uh, yeah, this is a jacket oh, oh, only. Oh, you gotta take those clothes off. Yeah, we got stuff to pack. Try the top. It's delightful <laughs> you have to wear a monocle here put this oh, in God. but I'm already wearing the confederate uniform alright you can keep it and I have the monocle with the confederate uniform <laughs> and I mix and match <laughs> there's a big uh, ghost story thing down here um, strangeusa.com and there's uh, a cemetery that's right down the road from it but actually there's a couple of them uh, and they had some crazy awesome stories, but, you know, nothing can really be, uh, nothing's really ever happened to anybody. Yeah. There's been a bunch of vandalism and stuff like that, but, I mean, if these stories were true, you know, I could get, like, somebody that this stuff happened to, I would be there tonight. I th- there was some crazy stuff going on, or so to speak. So, so to speak. A, a, yeah. a negative, or, uh, wow, never mind. 
choked on the words. They were big. Yeah. Uh, you saw my post the other day on Facebook, right, about the, the guy from work? Yeah, who was that? Uh, I can't say any names on here. I'll, I'll blur it out. Uh, actually, you don't even know him, man. Uh, the guy who was talking about it in, in the shop was, uh, shit. Oh, that weird, man, that kid is nuts. Yeah, I know. And here's my problem with it. He admitted to me after, first of all, what happened is his neighbor supposedly has videos of a bunch of uh, paranormal activities going on. Like yeah. a knife, a knife being dragged across the table and stuff like. What? By the way, why do ghosts always do shit like that? Why? Why is it always something fucking scary? Are all ghosts evil? <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, it's like I don't have enough strength to pick stuff up and throw it. I just gotta scoot it a little bit. <laughs> I, I want a ghost who's gonna rearrange my like my albums or my DVDs. Like put them in like alphabetical order. Enough. Of- uh, that, that would be a helpful ghost. See, fuck it. Yeah. Why, why can't they like hook it up? Like, hey, clean my house for me. He's like, oh, my God, this ghost cleaned my house. <laughs> All my chairs are neatly put up. Oh, man. Oh, my beer cans are in the trash. Thank you, ghost. There must have been a ghost here because I didn't do that. Yeah. Well, you in- never had that? You know, you get real drunk, the next day your house is clean? It's just like a ghost. You're like, wow, man, who cleaned this? Uh, there was, uh, yeah, that kid, though, he, uh... Supposedly has videos or whatever, and him and his wife are afraid to stay in the house. So they took their evidence, quotation marks, to the first shirt and was like, yeah, man, we're really worried about staying in our home. We're scared for our lives, blah, 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 blah. The first shirt goes to their house, and right, supposedly this is how he, that, that kid told it. He's like, uh, I told him, I was like, sometimes we get locked out of our house, and just as he reached for the doorknob, we were locked out. And the first shirt was like, okay. wow, that's weird. And he walked away. All right. Well, since you can blur out names, was it? Mm. That's the first shirt that did this? That yes. yes. Oh, man. That's not what I asked about. I guess it was. <laughs> He's like, he goes, yeah, that's weird. I, I, I don't believe, I don't know. I, I, I can say I, I don't believe in ghosts until I, I have to have, like, solid truth. Like, I've watched ghost hunters. And there's been some pretty creepy things on there that they can't explain. It's got to happen to me. i got to have it, like... They get to, like, stop me and be like, yo, bro, I'm a ghost. And I'm like, okay, I believe in ghosts now. And I'm out of here. <laughs> Once I can put my hands through them, I'll be served, but... I have nothing to do anymore, man. Everything that I hope for is just getting shattered, man. It is depressing, but it is... There's still Tippin' Dots. Yeah, Tippin' Dots. Ice cream of the fucking future. Yeah, I, man. I really think that's a valid so- argument for society being... At least productive. We made Dippin' Dots. We're getting somewhere. God damn it. We're the country that brought you Dippin' Dots. It came from here, man. That's right down the road from the house, man. Kentucky, man. What's up? That's crazy. I wonder how that even happened. Usually all the good shit happens by accident. It's never like they set out, like, I'm going to make balls of ice cream that don't melt. It was probably like... Like tongue and hurt a lot. He was probably trying to make, like, I don't know, edible underwear... And he dropped like a can, I don't know, something into nitrogen and things mixed and chemistry I don't understand. And then we had dipping Dots. Now, we used to make them actually in Rolla. They're pretty easy. I always would make uh, dipping dot screwdrivers and I was really upset I left Rolla without ever doing it. Because we realized one day liquid nitrogen will freeze pure alcohol. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which means you could make a screwdriver and put it in liquid nitrogen and now you have alcohol dipping Dots. 
ice cream cone. Yeah. I think that's the future. That's the future of drinking. If Dippin' Dots was the future of ice cream, screwdriver Dippin' Dots is the future of holy crap hungover. That's the, uh, that will be what astronauts take into space to get fucked up. They already are. They just aren't telling us. What do you think they're doing up there on the ISS? There's a bunch of Russians. Don't tell me they don't have frozen vodka. We've got vodka. They're yeah. up they don't even need the nitrogen. They just like put it in a capsule that puts it out in the vacuum, freezes yeah, it. Yeah, they just like take it out in the like cargo bay. And, oh, All right, we got it. <laughs> they we, probably, need to, we need to capitalize on this. This is podcast turned to mega million business of yeah. alcoholic <laughs> treat. That's funny. We'll put that one on the back burner. Russians, man, they probably don't even have to do that, though. They, they probably have money set aside because putting things into space is just comes down to uh, cost, you know, so much per pound and all yeah. that. They probably have money set aside for their alcohol to travel to space. Like, you well, they have Siberia, too. It's pretty cold there. Oh, yeah? I've never been. I've just, I've, I've been told. <laughs> That's my dog. <laughs> That should be like the opening sound on the podcast. <laughs> Trying to breathe. Holy shit. Knock it out! <laughs> God. And a small child was beat. This week in history of science and tech. Ready? August 20th, 1911. First around the world telegraph sent 66 years before Voyager 2 launch. That was August 20th. So that was kind of interesting. And now, yeah. now we're going to play the uh, true or myth. I have four science statements, and you have to pick the three that are true, or you know, just pick the one that's false. Ready? Yeah. All right. Number one, there is a billion to the order of three liters of alcohol in the interstellar gas cloud that compromises, or comprises Sagittarius. I'm going to say yes because it sounds cool. What about you, uh... They're old Winston. You want to lay that on me again? <laughs> yeah. There, there's a billion to the order of three liters of alcohol in the interstellar gas cloud that compromises Sagittarius. Comprises. I did that twice. God. Sagittarius. It's basically you know, like a space it's a bar. It's a big number, but that sounds realistic. If anything, I'd think it's a little small. <laughs> That's what she said. Okay. Um, <laughs> so you both went true on that one. I'm not going to tell you if it's true or not yet. Number two. A naked tiger still has stripes. What? A naked tiger, a naked tiger, tigger without the fur, still has you know, stripes. You that's true, because, like, my dog has spots on his skin and old people. Yeah, <laughs> old people. I would say true as well. It's like the zebra thing. Uh, all right, well, you both are true on that one as well. All right. Number three. In the wild, the Amazon River dolphin has been observed to sometimes perform homosexual and heterosexual penetration of the blowhole, an equivalent to a nostril in other mammals. So this is the only known example of nasal sex in the animal kingdom. I always knew dolphins were funny like that. But <laughs> in the blowhole and a nose, it's kind of odd. But it's got to be true. That's just too crazy not what do you think, Winston? Yeah, never underestimate the power of animals to have kinky sex. That <laughs> Can one that be like our picture? Trip. Can that one be our picture? Is that what you said? 
Yeah, we need a picture of a dolphin doing another dolphin in the nose. <laughs> nose job. We need a nose job photo, a, no- a dolphin nose job. <laughs> I'll Google it. I'll see if I can find one. But yeah, uh, I think yeah. that's got to be true. So now i got to reconsider some other ones possibly. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's why I was like, dang. Number four. Okay, so you all have been true so far. So number four. Yeah. Meteors are heated by friction when entering the atmosphere. I'm going to say false. I don't think it's friction. It heats them up. Yeah, that's a tricky one in my mind about whether or not you call it friction. I don't think that would be called friction. So you're going false? Yeah. What about you, Winston? I'm going to call that one true, and I'm going to go crazy and go back and say number one was false. The, uh, there's a billion... The alcohol. All right. We'll break this down then. We'll we'll go with the ones you guys differed on one and four, so I'll leave those last to answer. So well, you're you're a good game show host. You like, I like the suspense. You could be like deal or no deal, crazy suspense <laughs> All right. So true or myth number one or number two, a naked tiger still has stripes. That is true. A naked Ta-da. tiger still has its stripes. Just like just your, like old people. Just like your dog and old people. <laughs> Number three. In the wild, the Amazon River dolphin has been observed to sometimes perform homosexual and heterosexual penetration of the blowhole. I know I did not have to read all that again, but I love doing it. So yeah. that one is true. That is true. I figured dolphin fans can't trust. They like uh they like nose sex. Alright, so here here's for the final one. Number one, there's a billion to the order of three liters of alcohol in the interstellar gas cloud that comp- comprises Sagittarius. Third time. Yeah, three's the charm, right? That is true. Winston, you are incorrect on that one. That's true. Oh, yeah. So number four, meteors are heated by friction when entering the atmosphere is false. Sorry, They're Winston. removing my degree, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and and the, here's why. I'll, I'll just for anyone who wants to know if maybe they can take something away from this, like learn something. <laughs> when a meteor enters the atmosphere of Earth, becoming a meteor, it is actually the speed compressing the air in front of the object that causes it to heat up. It is the pressure on the air that generates a heat intense enough to make the rock so hot that it glows brilliant, brilliantly for our viewing pleasure. So that's – it's not friction. It's the uh, air it's, being compressed in front pressure. of it. Yep. Which, I don't know who was talking about. Uh, Ryan, I, I heard Winston. He said it was a pleasure. Of, of course it was, Winston. You were talking to me. R- uh, <laughs> Ryan, what did you say? I just want to make sure we had some outro tunes. Oh, we will. But I don't have it yet, so let's just pretend like we did. And let's say – and now our outro music. Let's all pretend like we're fading out into it. We're going to have commercial. All right, guys. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, I gotta go talk some kids off at the pool. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you guys later. Yep, y'all have a good one. Yep, Peace. you too. Later. <laughs>